is from Legion Sports Broadcasting. Today we are here to recap week seven of the NFL. This week I would like to mention is a special week for the NFL because it was National Tight Ends Day. Uh, unfortunately, though, I don't think a lot of tight ends got touched down, neither any. Um, especially expecting one from Kelsey, but we'll get into that later. Uh, and today I'm following with my crew from Sean, Nick, Nick, Mr. Dwyer. All right. Uh, so we're going to start off with our very infamous New Jersey teams. Uh, yeah, I did say Jersey. And my favorite New Jersey team is uh, the Jets and uh, the New York Jets. And they played the Denver Broncos, a struggling Broncos offense, of course, as we know. They uh, Russell Wilson was out with a hamstring injury, so they had Brett Ripien, I'm pretty sure it's how you pronounce it, or Ripien. Yeah, uh, who beat them last year, however, last year is last year, and the Jets are a top 10 team this year. And they looked really good. And, and I do want to mention how the Jets are 4-0 on away games. Uh, they have not lost on away game this year, and they are road warriors, and they just dominate in other people's homes. There were some key takeaways here. Um, m- most importantly, I do want to say uh, the loss of Breeze Hall was really bad for them as he really put the Jets on the map this game with the only touchdown for the Jets. And, well, yeah, the only touchdown for the Jets. And he went down with a season-ending ACL injury. We will get into what they did with, uh, we'll get into what the Jets did with that later. However, uh, Zach Wilson, Showing that he did not have the best game, but they still persevered. Uh, an interesting stat I would like to mention is that the Broncos, as a team, only have eight total touchdowns. Uh, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler both have eight total touchdowns on the season. So uh, when we're talking about this Broncos team, yeah, they're pretty bad. Like, they're horrible, in fact. Um, they got to get it together or else they're on the verge of having one of the worst seasons that they ever had or one of the worst seasons ever. Yeah, no, this Broncos team is not looking good. Um, I especially want to see Russell Wilson uh, be that star quarterback for that team, but he has not shown worthy. Um, the Jets, uh, they're 5-2. and two. Um, Zach Wilson... Uh, I'm pretty sure he's 3-0 as the starting quarterback. Yeah. He's proving to be that starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Um, even though he might not have the best game, maybe throwing one or two touchdowns, um, he's always going to be the number one option for that team. Um, yeah. I also want to mention uh, James Robinson is going to the Jets from the Jaguars. Um taking over Hall's place. Um, And I think Robinson is going to be a key aspect for the Jets' offense. Um, He might not be as good as Hall, um, but he's definitely going to maybe spark this offense a little bit. Um, Yeah, the Jets are off to their best start since 2010 um, and having their first four-game winning streak since 2015, which were their only four wins. Just... (laughs) <laughs> just to note that um but yeah losing Brees Hall was a uh, huge but uh James Robinson obviously coming in now um you know definitely a key uh, a key addition for the Jets especially after losing the rookie um the Broncos obviously without Russell Wilson I don't know if that's better or for worse but um 
they have, you know, absolutely outstanding defensive performances. But this was another uh, another bad loss. They're on a four-game losing streak now. Um, and, I mean, we'll have to see what the Broncos take. They'll take a turn this season. Even if they don't, I mean, uh, what the future holds for Russell Wilson. Yeah, and it really wasn't an impressive game from Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, not throwing any touchdowns. Uh, not very impressive. Though, he is keeping the team together. Uh, but... Uh, Brees Hall was really the glue, keeping this team from, uh, you know, losing every game. Uh, and now that he's gone, you know, they were they would have had to start Michael Carter, who is put uh, a decent season last year. Not not anything spectacular, but he would have been a solid replacement. Uh, so they traded for James Robinson, who had that uh, almost uh, offensive rookie of the year uh, level uh, yeah. rushing season uh, when he was a rookie. Um, who I really think is now going to be the superstar on that offense. Yeah, the Jets this year, as you can tell, the difference between Flacco and Wilson is that Flacco being older and slower is not the perfect setup for this uh, this team that needs someone moving around in the pocket. Wilson doesn't make the best of choices in most cases. I mean, he is young. He really just wants to get some energy on the field and get the ball going. Uh, but the the run game has been and the run uh, calls that this team has made have been tremendous. Um, they need to get more wide receivers in if they want the offense to be more sparked. But that that Jets secondary is fantastic. Yeah. The way they get their uh, hands in the ball on um, those contested throws, phenomenal stuff. I mean, it's really the glue that's holding everything together. Um, and another thing to note, uh, along with Hall getting injured, uh, the next play, one of the uh, more important uh, offensive uh, um, uh, tackles ended up uh, getting um, injured, guards, I should say. Uh, and huge, uh, he was a big, big part of, I don't know why the name escapes me now, but he was a big part of the team. Um, uh, there you go. And uh, he, he was big for them on uh, setting up those blocks to get those uh, quick routes um, with Hall speed um, and getting those huge yards. Um, now with him out, and it was you could see it afterwards, uh, a lot of the blocking uh, was a bit slower. You, you ended up only picking up two yards instead of five, uh, like the average was prior. Uh, a lot of people are putting that on Carter, but I wouldn't. Uh, Carter's a big guy. He, he's there to, to push forward. Um, he was last year's uh, number one man. But he's, um, he's doing great for them right now based on what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, and it's just the, the Jets team needs to go and continue on this, this high energy. Uh, they they got to improve more on the wide receivers. I think if they do more uh, slant routes, they'll probably be more uh, impressive. They need to bring more tight ends in. Uh, they've been doing a lot of curl routes with that, but just you got a young, young team, and um, every win's going to help. Uh, but, I mean, with New England coming up, yeah. uh, you know how their history is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was going to go into next is that I don't like the Jets being aggressive and trading for James Robinson. Their record is really good right now. However, they have to, pay, uh, they have to play New England and Buffalo twice. Now, on paper, they could be better than the Patriots, but Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, and an experienced team will be better than a 
rookie team. Uh, despite, you know, because like their upcoming schedules, they have Patriots, Bills, Patriots, Bears, Vikings, who was a top five team, Bills again, Lions, Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins. So um, uh, if we we're looking at it, this team was really to establish the rookies after having such a great draft. And it's going to it's just going to create I mean the Jets have to figure out what position they're in right now whether they want to be a playoff team or not cuz their schedule does not help them going forward and these injuries don't help them either. Uh the next team I want to talk about uh are the New York Giants. Ladies and gentlemen, time and time again uh I have to come here every Tuesday afternoon and see that the Giants won another football game. You know how deeply this saddens me and angers me. Uh, now, I don't like this team, and I am still not a believer in this team, and you can fight me for it. And I don't even believe that they're a top 10 team in the league, Hater. I don't believe top that the Giants are not a top five, nor a top 10 team in the league. They are not. It simply is not. Trevor Lawrence, was the best player on the field this day and there is no denying that however the jacksonville being 22nd in red zone offense really kills them jacksonville awful or i should say mediocre receiving court doesn't help trevor lawrence ah <sighs> and saquon barkley man hmm this man just disappears the entirety of the game and you need him for one play, and he gives you 25 plus yards, which makes absolutely no sense. This team is a quote unquote fourth quarter team or whatever. All I'm gonna say is, I would be aware. They face the Seahawks this uh, next week. I got them winning that game. They're playing in Seattle. Pete Carroll will know what to do with Geno Smith. All this Saquon nonsense and this Daniel Jones not throwing a pick will come to an end. Their schedule only gets harder having to face Philly and Dallas coming up forward. You know, the Giants being 6-1 and one since the early 2000s is, is really looking good. Um, I think the two key players, in my opinion, are Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. I mean, Daniel Jones is proving to the, to the Giants... Um, whether or not they want to keep him as that starting quarterback. I mean, do they have a better option? No. I mean, but Daniel Jones is just he's throwing the ball to Barkley. Barkley scores the touchdown. Um, Barkley being healthy is, is really what sparks the offense for the Giants. Um, and in my opinion, if Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are together in the games and they're both healthy, I'd say the Giants are going to win. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in this team. I think they're definitely, uh, you know, top 10, if not top 5 in the yeah, league. No, that's um, you know, and a, a pretty good game by the Giants if you're looking at stats. I mean, they had that opening drive touchdown with Sterling Shepard. A beautiful dime by uh, Danny Dimes. Uh, and, uh, you know, probably the best uh, rushing game by a quarterback all season. Uh, you know, they really are good. And that's not to say that the ja uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a bad game. Trevor Lawrence had a really good game. He was the best um, player on the field that except day. for his completions. You know, he, he probably had like a forty percent completion rate or something like that. As uh, yeah. you know, but 
Uh, and ETM had a pretty good game too. But uh, I like both of these teams and uh, Giants taking the W. Yeah, uh, my Giants, you know, top five team in the league. No. You already know. No. Um, I would definitely say they're better than the Lions <coughs> right now. Um, okay. You know, uh, six and one. You know, Daniel Jones, uh, the next Eli Manning, obviously. Um, one of the greatest, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league right now. No, um, <laughs> Saquon, uh, we're a fourth, we're a fourth quarter team. It, it, it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm not gonna deny that. But I mean, Saquon is, is is has been ridiculous lately. I mean, honestly, if we're being real here, I'm surprised we're six and one. But um, we defeated the Jaguars, uh, and hopefully, hopefully next week. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we're playing next week, right? So Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks. So um, hopefully we can get the dub there. Geno I mean, Smith. It's gonna be tough. Geno Smith is is definitely a tough matchup for Daniel Jones, but we'll have to see. Well, the reason that the Giants are doing so well is <clears throat> partially because of play calling. I mean, they're a young team, uh, but having Saquon there uh, has been great to go and uh, create that counterbalance. They're using Daniel Jones almost like the Ravens um, have been using, um, uh, what's his name? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they, because they're, they've just been using a lot of Wildcat and that's been putting a lot of teams um, on their back feet because the the focus has been on tight ends. Um, unfortunately, they did lose Daniel Bellinger to a really serious eye injury with a full thumb pressing into the socket. He's going to have surgery on that. And Bellinger, as a rookie, was doing phenomenal for them. Uh, Robinson's been been good on the side, but I mean, a lot of these guys have been dropping the ball. I mean, we saw in that fourth down. Uh, where um, I, I forgot who, who it was. It might have been Thomas, um, where he had the ball and just hit him right in the chest. Even that touchdown at the end bobbled um, that, that was caught. So uh, Dan Jones has been throwing phenomenally. He's been making excellent choices. The, this coaching has been fantastic for them. The secondary has also been doing very good for the Giants in keeping the ball out of people's hands. Uh, the defensive ends, T- um, Thibodeau has just been phenomenal on getting pressure. That's it. He, even if he hasn't hit anybody, the pressure has been fantastic. And they've, they've needed this. They've needed all of it to come together. I'm just, uh, it's all about the coaching right now and their play calls in the final minutes. It's crazy how close this game could have been against Jacksonville, who was also making some excellent play calls uh, with the run game, uh, which really went unnoticed. Um, both running backs uh, running over 100 yards. Uh, and uh, it's, um, yeah, it, the refs with these uh, certain, uh, with these penalties against the quarterback, with roughing the quarterback, the NFL's got to look into us. I mean, that could have been really detrimental for the Giants if that went through adding 15 to the play to Jones because Jones was doing phenomenal for Lawrence the only guy you could catch for them uh, and um, it's just um, yeah uh, Giants excellent they're going to keep doing this I think they have a good chance against the Seahawks especially because uh, even though Geno's doing great uh, I think their defense is a lot weaker this year the Seahawks with a lot of the trades they made last year so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, you can only just keep hoping that, you know, the two New York teams and the one Canadian team keep doing good. 
right, all right, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> this, uh, this next game also deeply annoys me as much as having to talk about the Giants because it was the Thursday night football game. Uh, now, we all know my infamous streak of being 3-0 and on Thursday night. You know, I was looking to go undefeated, and well, I realized that I betted on Andy Dalton to bring me to victory, which was ultimately my biggest flaw, was having too much trust in a guy who couldn't even start for a bad Bengals team. My only takeaway here, I have a couple takeaways here. Um... Number one, I guess Andy Dalton itself really just decided to hate me that day. Three interceptions against a struggling Cardinals team. It's, it's just awful. I, I mean, despite throwing for 361 yards and four TDs, buddy, you suck. <laughs> I, there's no other way to say it. You threw three picks to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, Stafford only threw one. He's notorious for throwing picks. My other takeaway here is this was DeAndre Hopkins' return. And his presence was for sure known. Uh, ten, uh, he had 10 receptions, and Kyler Murray completed 20 passes. Uh, it really shows you uh, really how much DeAndre Hopkins means to this Cardinals offense. And Murray threw for 204 yards, and 103 of those yards came from DeAndre Hopkins. Let's be real. Kyler Murray's life was made easier because of DeAndre Hopkins. And they put up 42 points. Uh, turnovers or not, you still got to be able to pass the ball efficiently against this team. And they did. And the Cardinals were the better team this uh, uh, that day. And I'm um, looking forward to the next Thursday night prediction because I will not be making the same mistake again. Um, yeah, no, the Cardinals, um, I think Murray had a good game. 200 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Andy Dalton was the better quarterback, though. Uh, 360 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I mean, there's nothing really much to say about the Cardinals. I mean, they came last year. They had six and zero start, and they lost early in the playoffs. This year, they had one good season. And this Cardinals team, there, there really isn't much to talk about. I mean, Kyle Murray is a maybe top 15 quarterback, not even. Um, there's not really offense in this Cardinals team. Um, the Saints, although they are two and five, I think the Saints are not the worst team. Yeah, they're they're still a good team. Um, they are playing better teams than them. They're not as bad as. Um, but no, the Saints could easily come back these next couple of weeks and have a winning record. Um. Yeah. So. This prediction, I I, cho- I chose the Saints as well. I mean, the Cardinals' defense definitely helped get the dub with this one, um, with back to back, uh, with back to back pick sixes before the end of the first, the first half, um, to hold off Andy Dalton. Uh, even though Andy Dalton had a great game, I would say, um, with uh, three hundred sixty one yards. I mean, definitely better than Kyler Murray right now. Um, but. You know, the defense didn't really do um, much for the Saints this game. I mean, you know, they got to hold it down. I mean, when it comes to Kyler Murray, yeah, who's also pretty quick. So, 
Yeah, and, uh, you know, this game really goes to show how numbers really aren't everything. You know, while Andy Dalton uh, did throw for 361 yards, he had an awful performance. Uh, and Andy Dalton really isn't the kind of guy that's going to win you football games. I, I honestly think they'd have a better chance of winning with Taysom Hill starting at, this, at, starting at the quarterback, who I think is much more of a wild card who's going to uh, uh, scare the defenses. But, uh, you know, uh, uh, an okay game for Kamara. Kamara hasn't really been that much of a standout this season. Um, but another good game for Chris Olave, um, who, you know, even though as a rookie, is definitely um, <clears throat> starting to uh, uh, starting to become one of the best wide receivers in the league, to be honest. He, he's yeah. really good. Uh, on the flip side, though, you have the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray had an, an okay game. Uh, you know, he brought them to the W, but uh, Kyler Murray's Kyler Murray. And uh, don't expect him to win this weekend because the... Uh, New Call of Duty comes out. So, yeah, the uh, <clears throat> this game was actually closer. I mean, it was a huge scoring game overall. But um, yeah, those two pick sixes—that's what did it. Um, it was only eight points though, um, which is kind of crazy to think about. That it was a touchdown and a two pointer at the end of the day. Um, I think Dalton um, actually is not as bad as people are saying he is. I mean, he's on this new team. He's not throwing as fast as he used to, and I think he's in his younger uh, mind. He thinks he can still throw it like he used to to uh, sneak it in like he used to to green uh, on the Bengals. But um, they need I, – I think this is a twofold issue with the Saints is their defense letting up that much was, was too much. Uh, the secondary is okay, but they are slow on the ends. Um, and they let up too much in the middle. They've always done that. The linebackers are too too slow. Um, and the run game was pretty steady for the Cardinals with, with all their different backs, which is pretty surprising. Uh, and moreover, w- when it comes to the play calling, the balance between Kamara um, and throwing to the wide receivers is completely destroyed with Dalton because Dalton loves to throw. I mean, even though he was on a Bengals team that had that running game, um, they, they're just not using the right play calls to get it going. Uh, what made um, Kamara so good in the past is those little dip routes, those little throws to the side, the blocking on the side to get him going, and then the occasional um, uh, shotgun plays down the middle. And they're just not calling it any of those plays. You get maybe two of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, why would you go and change your play callings? Um, sure, they, they scored a lot, but again, I, this is what caused those interceptions is not having the threats of um, Kamara going and scoring uh, either on the middle or on the side. So, yeah, it's something for the Saints that they need to work on. Good win for the Cardinals to boost up their energies. But, yeah, Murray's not consistent enough right now, and the team isn't consistent. It's like you only have Hopkins to throw to. Yeah. Um, uh, so this next game I just wanted to get out of the way. All emotions, and it was also a, sort of in the theme of Thursday night football. I want to talk about the Monday night football game, uh, the Bears and the Patriots in New England, Gillette Stadium. No, 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 you should stay here right now. Uh, yeah, let's throw up these L's that you guys wanted to get to me too. Uh, I have a couple takeaways here. Listen, man, I don't care who you are, you can be the worst basketball player, the worst football player. Uh, when you're getting a lot of hate thrown towards you, it is gonna fuel you to perform good. 
And Justin Fields, I guess, chose the right time to perform good. Uh, Monday Night Football on the biggest stage. He did it passing-wise and using his legs. Uh, this was really just a Justin Fields show from start to finish. And this was never really much of a game to begin with. Uh, I, right after halftime, you started to see the narrative switch that this was the Bears' win. And um, listen, the Bears team, it's another win. I don't expect much from them. However, uh, the Patriots, I do want to mention, they do have a quarterback problem. Uh, they need to figure out who's going to be their starter, who fits their system better, who would they like more, and the other the other quarterback has to just suck it up in a way. Bailey Zappi, uh, you know, Nick, I know <sighs> how much you love Bailey, uh, Bailey Zappi. Uh, I guess he had a really bad game. Bailey Zappi showing really what Bailey Zappi is. Just a backup quarterback who can get you 180 yards and throw you two picks and lose you a football game. And then when they bring Mac Jones in, he throws an interception <laughs> in six pass attempts. That is ridiculous. And let's not mind you, they're not playing a top defense like the Niners or the Bills or the Cowboys. They're playing the Chicago Bears, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, I mean, we really got to figure this thing out. Damian <coughs> Harris, Harris was non-existent all game. Their receiver core really shows that they can't get open, and when they do, it's a pick, and Ramontre Stevenson wasn't any better. This was a this was a bear show from start to finish. Uh, it's really much you got to say here. The Patriots, oh, last week actually had something going for them in the AFC East division. With this loss and how every other team in that division won this week really killed the Patriots and this is just gonna it's gonna start to go downhill even more for the Patriots. Yeah, no. Uh the Patriots were the favors in this game. Uh you didn't expect Justin Fields to go off. <laughs> um, but he did. Um and Patriots fans are just gonna have to get used to that. I mean, Bailey Zappi is not quarterback that you guys need. You need a strong quarterback, quarterback, and Zappi was not there. Um, the Bears just played uh, played better. And there's, there's no other explanation to this. Yeah, this was obviously a um, you know, manufactured win for the Bears uh, by Roger Goodell. Um, you know, Zappi with a incredible performance for the Patriots. Uh, you know, really look at the completion and the attempts. You know, really an accurate, you know, quarterback. Doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. Um, yeah, uh, Bailey Zappi is definitely a stud. Uh, and he should be the quarterback number one from now on. Uh, you know, uh, Ramondre Stevenson had a, uh, you know, well, he had a touchdown. A pretty awful rushing performance, I'm going to be honest. You know, 39 rushing yards where you had a... 15 rushing yards more than Mac Jones. Uh, you know, not, not very good. Uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I can't lie. Uh, this team is garbage. Uh, I can't lie. This, Yeah. Um, you know, I think the real highlight of the game for me from the Patriots is the, uh, you know, down about 13 points uh, in the third quarter. And uh, they... They run for it on third down, and it's a fourth and two. Down two scores. 
And they punt the football. <laughs> on fourth and two. I don't know what, what went on after that because I stopped watching <laughs> after that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, another uh, piss-poor performance by Bill Belichick and the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, I felt bad for the Patriots' defense because they really just didn't have any breaks. It's just it kept going back to the Bears. Um, and it's kind of crazy, though, that when when they made that switch with Jones, they scored two touchdowns. But then, I mean, once – you know, you have one quarterback uh, getting too comfortable uh, with, uh, you know, his what what's going on on the field, and he starts throwing more. That's where we got issues, and I, I think that's the problem. Is the in the past, you know, the Patriots go back and forth between different running backs to set up different plays. We're, we're seeing them try to be more consistent, uh, except at quarterback. Uh, so, like in this moment. It's kind of crazy why they're trying to switch everything up. Is it because of the fear of the other teams that they're trying to find their rookie to come forward and do something special? I don't know. Um, but the Bears' defense actually showed up it, it, as a whole. They really did. Uh, they made some great, great plays. Can't fully uh, attack the Patriots on that. But, yeah, I felt bad. The Patriots, when your defense is on there the whole time, you're going to get tired. You're going to get slow, and, and it showed at the end of the game. Yeah, for sure. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, this next game I want to talk about is uh, a game I enjoyed watching the most this weekend because, ladies and gentlemen, the man Joey B, LSU prospect, has proven me right time and time again. Last week I mentioned how he is the third best quarterback in the league, and people were giving me shade for it. Ladies and gentlemen, what about now? Bengals versus the Falcons in Atlanta. Atlanta, a really hot team going into it. And you know what Joe Burrow does? Decides to say, I don't care who you are. I'm going to throw it and throw it and throw it. And he threw the ball with ease. He threw for three touchdowns, 481 passing yards. The guy was insane uh, this game. And he even had a rushing touchdown of his own. Uh, Boyd and Chase. A Chase alone being unguardable this game. The Falcons, um, again, they're not a bad team, in my opinion. You know, they can really make a push for the playoffs, especially uh, looking at their division right now. But I do want to mention right now, uh, the Bengals that have a slow start to the season, they're now, I think, on a three-game win streak. Uh, Their offense is looking more explosive than ever, and their defense controlled the Falcons only 17 points, which which was impros- uh, which would impress me the most. This receiving core right here, uh, they're special. With Boyd, Chase, and Higgins, Hayden Hurst had some huge third down receptions, which really helped Burrow. And you know, despite getting sacked three times, Burrow still persevered and put 35 points up on the Falcons' head. Uh, the Bengals, uh. Really, uh, really coming out here to prove that there's still a like there's still a team to beat in the AFC. Maybe not the team to beat in the AFC, but they're still a tough uh, opponent. Uh yeah. I mean, the Bengals just uh, proved themselves that they are a top team. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joey B, almost throwing 500 yards, 
um, yeah. pretty impressive. Um, and you have to think whether or not in the beginning of the season you're thinking, oh, is this Bengals team going to really be good again? And they proved – I know they proved me wrong. I said they weren't going to be a good team. Yeah. They proved me wrong. They are going to be a good team. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, Tyler Boyd being good wide receivers for that team. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing really – I mean, no. I mean, this Bengals team is just going to be elite. Uh, I thought, you know, the Bengals, you know, we're going to have the same uh, the same hangover as the Rams did, but uh, that proved me wrong. Um, Joe Burrow definitely proves himself as one of the best QBs uh, in the league right now. Um, he uh, used, um, you know, obviously threw for uh, 481 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty insane game. Um, the Falcons, I don't really have much to say about, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals are going to be a threat. Yeah, Josh Eisty was Josh Eisty. There really isn't anything much uh, much to say. You know, and the Falcons were the Falcons, meaning that they uh, played awful. So, yeah, that's about it. I mean, it's tough. Uh, the guy who's defending Chase just kept one after the other. It didn't matter who they were putting there. Chase was just making moves on everyone. So that helped tremendously. Um, but Bengals are now getting in a rhythm. They're looking like their older selves. So you kind of expected this. Uh, they started off real slow. They're playing against some really good teams. And now this is a nice break. Like you said, Atlanta's not a bad team, but in comparison to the other teams they played, it was definitely a little bit weaker on the secondary. That That's helped them. I mean, their wide receivers are their strength. So and the defense is is finding itself, um, doing a lot better, putting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, this next game I want to talk about was uh, an upset, and I'm sorry for you fan duel lovers who lost some money on this game. This game right here is the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Commanders. Uh, let's be real, the Commanders losing Carson Wentz and starting Taylor Heineke. Uh, Coming off of a win, uh, an ugly win, but a win is a win either way. Rodgers coming off two losses from two New Jersey teams. Uh, I thought that would have spark of uh, like spark something inside of him to really up his performance. And while he didn't play horrible, he didn't do enough once again. You see the stat line; he threw for two touchdowns, but he threw for under two hundred yards. Aaron Rodgers, you are not Daniel Jones, you are not Mac Jones, you are not Tua Tagovailoa, and you are not um, Justin Fields to be throwing under 200 yards. Neither are you Davis Mills. You are Hall of Fame quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I don't care who you have at your receivers. Got to be a bunch of rookies. You have to find a way to get it done. I think time is over for excusing Aaron Rodgers. You lose to an upcoming Jets team, I gave you that. You lose to a Giants team, I gave you that. But you lose to the Commanders, the worst team in the division, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, and putting up 21 points, this um, right here, this really just seals it for me. This Packers team is not serious. Uh, I think as a team, they're not serious of competing. And this touch of Marion Rodgers, uh, you start to see here his body language. He's just nonchalant about almost everything that's happening on the field. Once again, 
he didn't throw it deep to anyone. And he completed 23 passes, and 15 of them combined were to Jones and Lazard. He does not trust anyone else. And as a Hall of Fame quarterback, you have to start trusting your your teammates despite who they are. I also do want to mention that the Packers' rush uh, game was atrocious for the second time in a week. I mean, for the second... Yeah, for the second row. I mean, the second, yeah, second, second row in the week, uh, or second week in a row. Um, not much to say here. Again, you you can't run the ball. You're one sided with rookie receivers. You're gonna be bad. And uh, scary Terry really show us uh, stepped up for this uh, for the commander team right here. Yeah, no, the Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not doing great. Losing to New York Giants and the New York Jets is just not acceptable and then losing to the commanders is just it's even worse unreal yeah um the commanders i almost just forgot the team name for a sec uh the commanders are on a two-game win streak um and i'm thinking in my head are the commanders gonna be a 500 team they could be uh 16 and 2 or whatever 8 and 8 yeah they could be a 500 team um, but I mean, Carson Wentz is out for the next couple of weeks, and Heineker is, I don't know, I mean, he got the Commanders a win, you have to think, he, he could step up, you know, it's kind of like Cooper Rush, he stepped up for Dak Prescott, and then he's back on the bench. Taylor Heineke just continues to bail the Washington team, always. Yeah, and I believe it was uh, Tristan last week who said that uh, he would think it would be really funny if the Packers won over the Commanders. Uh, no, other way around, if the Commanders won over the Packers, uh, and you know that that's what fate decided for Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, really, Aaron Rodgers hasn't really had that incredible of a season. It's almost like uh, he reminds he's reminding me of Tom Brady this season. Where, uh, you know, even though they're both Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they are uh, doing pretty awful. Um, and, uh, you know, but I don't really want to talk about the Packers and, uh, you know, the Commanders. Pretty good game. Taylor Heineke taking over for Carson Wentz. Uh, and, you know, that's a definitely a big upgrade because Carson Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, if we're going off of, like, how he actually plays. Uh, compared to statistics, uh, yeah, but it was a good game for the Commanders, and uh, I think if the Packers really want to start winning, they're gonna have to stop throwing to Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, <laughs> because there's no way of getting another, you know, finding out who's uh, the next uh, Devontae Adams if you're not throwing to anybody else but your uh, yeah the two guys that have been on your team for a few years now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that is just play calling. I, I don't know how you start a game like this with running and it's working and then you stop. Uh, something happens in Aaron Rodgers' mind where he thinks, oh, we're down, I must throw the ball. And it's ridiculous. The reason they were down is because the commanders were running the ball. They were using up all the time. That's their MO. That's always been the commander's MO um, with, with their – uh, coach is even when he was um, coaching the the Panthers. The it was always run game first. Everything 
bounces off that run game. They have like three excellent running backs. Uh, and so with Heineke, he didn't have to do much. And I mean, he's a great fit for this team because he knows his team. He loves his team. He, he wants to be the main guy. I mean, he went to Old Dominion. I mean, who from Old Dominion is coming in and being an NFL quarterback, but he's doing it. Um, and uh, it just so frustrating from the Packers because you have one of the best running backs and you're doing nothing with them because you want to go and play Madden in, on the field. Like, is that where they're getting their play calls from? It's crazy. Uh, just completely frustrating. Yeah, and uh, I just want to mention that the Packers were 0 for 6 on third down conversions, which again, you can't move the ball on third down. You can't move the chains and generate offense for your team. It's just that plain and simple. It's it's not anything, not like not anything new here. Uh, this next game I want to talk about. I just want my viewers to excuse me real quick that I I, I am gonna rant on this because I think I need to be heard in this. <clears throat> Last year, in week 17, when the Raiders beat the Chargers to make it to the playoffs, I mentioned that Justin Herbert is not a top quarterback. And if you compare Justin Herbert to a top quarterback, you make him look really, really bad. Chargers fans and Herbert fans everywhere has disagreed with me and I just want to say what happens now um, with the uh, off-season acquisitions of Khalil Mack and picking up you know it, just like Khalil Mack getting all these gum these guys on your team to help you know this team go into success and JC Jackson and Kyle Van Noy uh, you're really starting to see that this team was becoming serious in competing and they're not four and three they're almost a 500 team and this starts with Justin Herbert you don't throw for 300 yards against a mediocre team and this just really just proves to me once again that Justin Herbert when it comes to mediocre teams uh, he plays very subpar and he is not good uh, now again I do want to mention the Seahawks are not a bad team whatsoever in fact, a top 10 team in my opinion. Uh, again, they're not a bad team, but for Herbert, you know, these are the games you have to feast on. I'm pretty sure you give Mahomes and, and, and Allen against the Seahawks, and they're putting up well above 40. Uh, for, so for Justin Herbert to lose this game by two touchdowns is sort of ridiculous. Uh, let's stop comparing him to top quarterbacks because he, 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 it's, it's unfair for him to be compared on that level. Uh, the guy, time and time again, you've seen him have three passing plays, which is a curl up the middle, uh, a two-yard pass to Eckler, or a scramble right over 15 yards across the sideline. I haven't seen anything special on the kid. And he had, and the crazy part is he had Keenan Allen this game, which makes it even that much worse. You know, uh, weeks prior when they lost, oh, he didn't have Keenan Allen, he didn't have Keenan Allen. He lost by two touchdowns and you had Keenan Allen. And his production was awful. Eckler saved. Look, Eckler was the only reason why the Chargers were in this game to, to begin with. It was a blowout coming in. Yeah, I mean, the 
Chargers just uh, Justin Herbert is I in my opinion overhyped. I mean he's not a good quarterback, especially with Eckler and Allen being healthy. I mean you have to think like oh you know you have these two players you know can this Chargers team be good? I mean you expect them to win against the Seahawks. Yeah, but the Seahawks are a better team. Uh, Geno Smith being a good quarterback. Um. I do want to mention how DJ Metcalf was carted off the field. Um, his x-rays were negative, I believe. Um, hopefully, I mean, if they lose Metcalf, I mean, who's really that spark for the offense? I mean, Metcalf is just one of those players where you have to rely on him to score a touchdown. Um, yeah, I mean, we've seen Goodwin and Lockett become really good for this and crucial for this team. Yeah, I mean, Justin Herbert uh, obviously didn't outperform this game. Uh, of course, I would say he's overrated as well. Um, he's third in passing yards, but other than that, I mean, his only star is DK Metcalf. But losing him, uh, obviously, like Sean said, would definitely uh, take away the spark from that team. Um, and uh, as for the uh, Seahawks, Geno Smith is no joke. I mean, 20 of 27 passes and 210 yards and two touchdowns is uh, is an above-average game. It's a really good, actually a really good game, honestly. Um, but I definitely have to say the Seahawks are probably going to become a problem if Geno Smith keeps playing this way. Uh, I definitely think it was a good decision to trade away Russell Wilson. So. Yeah, the... I, I also, this may be controversial to say, but Metcalf getting injured actually helped them tremendously because the, the Seattle hasn't been using their run game enough in previous games. Um, I mean, they've been using it with Geno as a as a wildcat, um, but they haven't been setting to um, their their running back um, Walker as one of the main guys. And in this game with that injury, they started going to the running back, seeing how bad the Chargers run defense is which is just terrible it's very very bad uh and that's what allowed Geno smith to have those balances of when to throw um i i think that kind of hurt herbert too uh in the sense of you you're constantly every time you score your defense keeps letting up another i mean that's not helpful at all uh and uh, the Seahawks were all over Allen to begin the game. Um, it, I mean, Eckler's their only guy who's their saving grace, but he was not getting major uh, movement. He was getting very, very small gains. So uh, they really had them set up uh, before the game started. Herbert has moments, but it's a balance. It's a balance between this defense actually stopping people and uh, play calls to where uh, Herbert can, you know, do what he's supposed to do and zing the ball in on these slant routes. But, I mean, he had he had nothing. Uh, the fact that they scored 23 in itself was impressive in my opinion. I mean, that was just utter ridiculous. And I do want to mention, again, with the run game, Kenny Walker, two touchdowns, 168 yards. He's uh, really picking up the slack from Rashad Penny and uh, fitting in his role, which is why I have the Seahawks, actually, as my favorites to win that uh, NFC, I mean, to win their division because, I mean, simply because, I mean, Pete Carroll with the experience, Geno Smith, season he's having, every other team just looks inconsistent and mediocre in that division. Uh, this, uh, this next game I want to briefly recap is the uh, Browns and the Ravens. 
Now, I don't like to speak on Lamar Jackson enough because Lamar is Lamar, and he's going to throw for, I guess, like 190, 200 yards and rush for 170. Uh, and this is a divisional game, so it's huge for the Ravens, especially with the Bengals winning, and the Ravens won that game by a field goal. Um, not much to say here other than I guess we've seen Lamar Jackson prove that even with uh, Mark Andrews not having the best game, you can still uh, like he can still win games. I don't know what the deal with with, uh, with him was whether he was injured <clears throat> or he was playing, but he had zero receptions. Uh, my main takeaway here is the rushing attack for the Baltimore Ravens, as we spoke on last week. Uh, that's really much of their offense and how they're going to generate things. And they had 160 rushing yards. It's their best offensive stat of the day. Uh, Lamar throwing for 120. Uh, and the Ravens doing just enough to win. Uh, again, Jacoby Brissett, not a bad game. 22 for 27, 258 yards. He's he's not he's really not a bad quarterback. Uh, this, his receivers couldn't get much done, especially Amari Cooper. Uh, only three receptions for 74 yards and... Nick Chubb, once again, just seeming to carry that weight uh, from the Browns team. Uh, with a touchdown here, Hunt got a touchdown. Other than that, there was not much offense for them. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens, um, you have to think. I mean, Lamar Jackson had his first two games, and he was looking like he wanted to win the MVP again. Lamar has not been the same these last couple weeks. And you have to think, I mean, is Lamar overhyped as a quarterback? And in my opinion, he is. First two games, he did pretty well. I mean, these last weeks have just been really awful for him. Um, I want to say Mark Andrews was not there for the Ravens. Although the Ravens won, the Ravens could have won by a lot more if Andrews was there. Um, I mean, Justin Tucker being good, but I have to say, I mean, this Ravens offense is good. But if Mark Andrews is not there... What are the Ravens? Um, the Browns, uh, I mean, there's nothing really to talk about. Um, I mean, Browns are 2-5. and five. Can Brissett really carry them to a winning season? I mean, is it possible this quarterback is, is going to be good for the Browns? I mean, again, he's not been playing bad. He's losing one score games. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the first week where he did win against the Panthers, it was on a field goal. Uh, it's really just coming down to the who has the ball last for the Browns and uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, the Browns, like, they don't really have much at wide receiver and tight end to throw to, and that's unfortunate because their run game is so darn good. Um, but, yeah, the, this game came down to a field goal that also arguably was affected because of a penalty that may not have should have been called. So... Yeah, really unfortunate for the Browns. I feel bad for them. They definitely have the potential to be a lot better uh, in the standings. All right, now this next team I want to talk about, I want to slightly laugh at because, um, well, Dallas, you got what you wanted, and <laughs> did you really want this? <laughs> I mean, I just want to mention Dak Prescott. Uh, his return was his presence really known I mean <laughs> the Cowboys put up 24 points uh, something Cooper Rush 
could have done against the Lions. Quite possibly even better. Uh, I mean, coming into this game, we had uh, analysts say that Dag was going to throw for 340-plus yards because they are facing the worst defense in the league on everything, on running, on passing. And Dak Prescott threw for 207 yards <laughs> and only one touchdown in four quarters of football, ladies and gentlemen, which means in six total quarters, he has one touchdown and a little over 300 yards in the season, which really makes you start to wonder, uh, really, what's the memo with this Cowboys team? We've seen with Rush, they pass the ball efficiently. Now with the Dak, they run the ball efficiently. Uh, I do want to say Ezekiel Elliott with two touchdowns this game and Pollard having 83 rushing yards. Uh, it really, it really stood out and helped them persevere against this Lions uh, uh, defense ultimately. And uh, I'm trying to see a trend here again. When Cooper Rush was quarterback, Ceedee Lamb was having. Uh, the best receiving games of his life oh, or of his career. Now that Dak is back, the leading receptions were between Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown. Um, you know, we've seen time and time again last year, especially with Dak only being stuck to Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. He's him not really trusting CeeDee Lamb a lot. Uh, it really, it's going to cost him in the future. You know, something has to be done to build that trust up. But I think if Dak can do that, the Cowboys will be a better team. Much for the Lions. Goff, I mean, we want to go on and off that he's not a bad quarterback. But he's, uh, nor is he a good quarterback. Uh, two picks here against a very tough Dallas defense. Amon St. Brown went down once again. This Lions uh, season, it's ultimately over. Uh, they had their opportunities to win close games and one-score games. It's just now it's sort of done. Especially with uh, DeAndre Swift down, now Amonra St. Brown. This team has no future. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys, it's, it's great to see Dak Prescott um, back. That was his first touchdown all season. Um, I mean, he's played two and a half games. Um, <laughs> two games in maybe four minutes, really. Um, I mean, I think this Cowboys team is still going to be good. Um, I mean, if Dak Prescott becomes injured again, you still have Cooper Rush, who is a good option as their backup. I mean, he gave us three wins. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't really talk about how Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush are not the best quarterback duos uh, in the league. Dude, there shouldn't even be a quarterback duo. <laughs> that, that, that's, um, that's for me. Um... Elliott and Lamb both had pretty good games. Um, I mean, to be honest, they should have scored more than 20, 20, 24, 24, points. 24 points against a Lions defense. Um, they should be at 30, maybe 40. Um, I mean, the Cowboys defense was the better defense here. I mean, yeah. giving them less than 10 points is, is pretty good in football. Um, and the defense is going to lead the Cowboys to more wins. If their offense uh, like perseveres. perseveres, you know, I know you're very Cowboys biased, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, going twenty, uh, you know, having a twenty-four-six win over the Lions uh, isn't yes, really saying no, much. Yes. I mean, 
uh, you know, obviously Dak making his return. I mean, that's pretty big. Um, and uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard uh, making, you know, obviously pretty good games running the ball to get that win. Um, but again, I mean, the Lions, uh, the Lions, they're not, you know, the best team in the league. So, um, you know, so obviously, um, your game for the Cowboys, but the Lions, I mean, it's not really saying much. It's not impressive. And listen, we got to mention that the Cowboys were down at half. Mm-hmm. It really just shows you. I mean, <laughs> Dak Prescott off to another slow start again in his life. <laughs> it's just a it's, a it's a reoccurring trend for Dak. I mean, the, <clears throat> there's two points here that are, are interesting. One, I think Dallas came in here expecting to get to win because of how good their defense is. Um, secondly, when the Detroit being going into this one and four, I mean, they're really really frustrated. Because they have the potential to be uh, a two under five hundred team, yeah. right? And the the thing is, if you look at Jared Goff's throw in that game, twenty one for twenty six, and two of those are interceptions. If two of those are completions, he's twenty three for twenty six. That's insane. That's a very very good game. The problem is, anytime they keep pushing and pushing and pushing, they get stopped right before they can make a kick. They can get anywhere near the end zone. It's just it's it's really frustrating. This the special teams is not good either. They can't get the ball forward. It's just I I can only imagine how angry this team is as a whole. They're they're choosing their running game as the place to push this forward, which is a smart thing to do. Um, having Jamal Williams, but it's it's got to do more than that. Uh, they got to get the tight ends in more. And you know Detroit's defense is not terrible. It's not the worst of the worst. But, yes, it's bad. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that they held Dallas 6-3 shows, they they had some chip on their shoulder that they were trying to do. It wasn't until the fourth quarter that Dallas ended up doing anything yeah. uh, once they figured out uh, the team as a whole. So, yeah, it's funny how you're all saying um, with uh, the injury coming in, uh, Prescott, he's not rushing, but Rush had to rush to do what he's doing. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prescott went in comfortable. What a good time for him to to come into this game. Um, so yeah, I hate Dallas. <laughs> uh, this next game I want to talk about is a highly anticipated game. It is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Prior to this week, the Niners had traded for Christian McCaffrey, which everyone thought would be the new best offense in the league, having Debo Samuel and George Kittle already in your team. However, I would like to mention that your quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, is still Jimmy Garoppolo. And under Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not going to have much success, especially facing elite quarterbacks in such Patrick Mahomes. Where really and truly, Mahomes, like this was just Mahomes, like, this was a Mahomes show from start to finish. KC uh, uh, leading at half by a point. But, I mean, seriously, this was a Mahomes show from start to finish. My main takeaway for the Chiefs here is Juju and Marquez Valdez-Scantling were the two uh, uh, receiving leaders for the Chiefs. You know, this, like, this is becoming scary because I think those two are finding their role. Uh, more in their offense and they're 
getting comfortable with the play calling. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, in particular, always being known as a deep threat, especially for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he had three receptions for 111 yards. Seriously and truly, uh, when I speak on this uh, Chiefs team, they are not, I mean, like, like they're a top dog in the AFC, but now with Juju and MVS actually having a good game against a top-tier defense coming in, you know, they were a top-three defense coming in. Um, seriously and truly, I think that's my main takeaway for the Chiefs here is that they're improving, especially coming off of a Bills loss. So, yeah, this another one, another uh, Mahomes just absolute um, monster game again, obviously. Uh, you know, he threw uh, 423 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the scary thing, you know, again, like uh, Smith-Schuster, I've always been a fan of Juju. Um, you know, ever since he was on the Steelers, I really actually liked him. And I, I you know, I thought he was going to, you know, he was gonna sprout out someday. Even and with I, the TikToks? Hmm? Even with the TikToks you like Juju? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Thanks to his character. Um <laughs> But uh actually something funny about that. He uh he revealed the, the chemistry uh trick that they have. Uh on weekends they play Call of Duty together. What? Okay. Okay. Mahomes and Juju play COD together on the weekend to improve chemistry. Um, but That's a way to do it. <laughs> uh, but uh, for real, like, Mahomes has been a monster lately, and Juju definitely finding his role is definitely something scary. And another addition to the Chiefs, I mean, that that's going to be that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, the 49ers, I mean, you had them, you know, being the better team, uh, coming into this game with CMC being traded, um, you have to think, is CMC really going to be uh, sparked to this offense with Debo Samuel and George Kittle? Um, I mean, you always have to think whether or not CMC is going to be that key player that Debo needs. Um, their quarterback is still the same, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, the 49ers, in my opinion, um, can be different. Um, with CMC being added, I mean, they played a hard team, the Chiefs. I mean, there's, I mean, no team can really beat the Chiefs, but the Bills and the Cowboys. I mean, um, the the Chiefs had the better game. Mahomes with another good game. Um, I mean, you see this Chiefs team going far. Um, there's only a few teams that could stop them. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey definitely, uh, beginning of the game, was showing a difference for the 49ers. Uh, 49ers, uh, I mean, the problem here is Kansas City Chiefs, their coaches are phenomenal. It was 14-13 going into the half. It's very, very close. They looked at all the setups that the 49ers were using and just destroyed them. Just took it on them and flipped the entire page. So uh, 49ers are a good team. McCaffrey's an excellent um, fit within this group. Garoppolo isn't as bad as people are saying. He, he did just as comparable to what um, uh, Mahomes was doing. But just he has, he has so many options. It's crazy. Uh, Kelsey's just insane for him. So yeah, the, not you know unexpected, but it shows this. I 
It's one of my favorite play callings in the league is through the Chiefs. Um, they're they're doing great and they're in a rhythm now. Yeah, and uh, it's a detrimental loss here. And again, I just want to say Debo Samuel just not it's not producing much uh, for the Niners, and it's not helping out Jimmy G. Uh, this next game I would like to talk about would be the Panthers and Buccaneers, ladies and gentlemen. This is another fan duel game where if you bet high on Brady to beat one of the worst teams in the league, uh, he lets you down uh, thoroughly. And I, I'm i at a loss of words. <laughs> Their only points came in the fourth quarter. Uh, this is, I think we're seeing the end of an era. We saw the end of the Rivers era. We saw the end of a Rivers era. We saw the end of the... Uh, uh, the Breeze era, and um, I think we are now coming to the end on the Brady era. Now, everything can't be blamed on Tom Brady, but majority can. <laughs> 290 yards. Your leading receiver was Mike Evans. Your rushing attack was god-awful against the Panthers, who just traded away their two of their best players on the offensive side of the ball which really shows that they're not serious about winning. They don't want to win. Uh, and this and it's gotten to a point where they're sort of looking for just draft picks at this point. And they beat the greatest quarterback of all time, 21 to three. It's, it's, it's just mind blowing. PJ Walker, AFL legend. I'm not even joking when I say that he actually is. And, um, he had, he had a great game, DJ Moore stepping up, but I think we're seeing the end of the Brady days. Okay. Yeah, very, very quickly, just want to say that the the offensive line has been terrible for Brady. It's not helpful at all. He's trying to stay in there much longer, but obviously he's slower being as old as he is, and that's just threw him off his rhythm. He needs help. Uh, the running game isn't doing anything. That's terrible. Uh, and, again, it's all tied to this offensive line. And we've seen what happened in Super Bowls with a bad offensive line for Brady and uh, what the Giants did to him. So um, there's your examples. But I do want to go give a huge shout-out. Uh, Walker, as a quarterback, former Temple guy, XFL player, my God, underrated, did not get enough credit. This guy I've been watching in his early career – Really, really, really good player. Tons of accuracy. Love his decision making, and they no they gave him no chance ever because he played in the XFL and because he went to Temple. It's like it's so unfortunate because I'm really happy for him. He did excellent in this game. Made a lot of great choices, and the run game helped him too. Um, Dante Foreman was, was just insane so overall a good win by the panthers and uh makes me feel good um because i've had enough of brady as a giants fan uh yeah uh this is a farewell tour i mean the way the bucks have been playing recently i mean it's just like you know uh when are we gonna see the end when is it really gonna be the end of brady i mean uh you know can't blame it all on him again uh i mean mike evans didn't really play his best to be honest, um, especially against this Panthers team, which who should definitely lose to guys like Brady and Evans. Um, but most definitely, uh, props to the Panthers. I mean, again, not serious about winning. Uh, tra- like, they, they just traded everybody. Yeah. 
it's like it's it's, it's just mind blowing. Uh, this next game I want to recap is the last game of the day. This is very briefly right here. Uh, the Dolphins and the Steelers. This is Tua's return. Tua didn't look bad. Um, you know, as a Bills fan, I don't really want to speak highly on this team <laughs> at all. So I'm gonna cut myself the slack. I already have to talk about the Giants. Uh, Kenny Pickett, three interceptions. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't even feel bad for the Steelers. I feel bad for Mike Tomlin. Uh, we see him in the fourth quarter after getting, uh, you know, a huge turnover on downs. He's yelling at his team, let's go, let's go, come on. Like, let's push them, uh, let's push the offense, let's move the chains. And he just has nothing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's... It, it's hard. Najee Harris isn't helping him whatsoever. Uh, Pickens was great. Claypool was all right. Fryermuth was amazing. Uh, rookie QB Kenny Pickett just can't get the job done. Um, truth has to be told here, though. The Dolphins are 4-0 with Tua this year. Um, not a stat, you know. You should be looking out for because Tua is Tua, and he's eventually going to start losing games. Uh, he placed amateur teams. The only team he really beat were the Ravens. Uh, the Bills with that. That was a fluke game. Uh, it, in all seriousness, though, the Dolphins, you can sort of say their return's on the loop. I have the Jets being better than them, though. It's just... I mean, the Dolphins were missing a huge part with Tua. I mean, Dolphins... Tua's a big part of that team. Um, Tua being healthy, I don't want to see Bridgewater or whatever that third backup quarterback is. Tyler Thompson. I don't want to see Thompson anymore. Thompson. I want to see Tua being healthy the rest of the season. And I have the Dolphins being second in that division. I think the Jets, I mean, Jets are just going to find a way to fluke. Um, going to find a way to lose four or five games in a row. It's going to happen, uh, just like the Giants, but it's whatever. Um, Steeler fans, Steeler fans just win in the Super Bowl this year. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, so like, yeah, I mean, back on the Dolphins game, I mean, Tua, uh, Tua definitely um coming back. You know, looks a little earlier. Uh, definitely, um. Has you know has its flaws, but it also has its good stuff because you know, like uh, like Nick uh said last week uh, you know, to uh, you know they shouldn't let him play because he might have some severe brain damage uh or you know a concussion. But coming back early, he's looking good. Honestly, uh, Tua being healthy is definitely a good thing. Um, you know, and that could be. That could be, a, you know, uh, he's going to eventually start losing, you know, unlike the Giants. But uh, the Dolphins, uh, they're looking good. I mean, you know, who knows what they're going to do the rest. And, yeah. Uh, I want to go back to the Steelers for a second. Um, the Steelers just need to be prepared for disappointment. That's – you cannot lie. The, the Steelers team is just god-awful. Kenny Pickett throwing that many interceptions. I mean, that's against a bad Dolphins defense. Dolphins I mean, let's be defense. real. The Dolphins suck. Um, despite having two or anything, uh, this team is god-awful. And they just got bailed once again by a rookie quarterback. And a very horrible team performance. 
that about wraps it up. However, you know, we do have our infamous Thursday night. Thursday night predictions. And Monday night. Gentlemen. But Monday night doesn't really Thursday count. night is the Ravens and the Bucks. The Bucks. That's going to be a tough game. I'm, oh, man. Might change. You know what? I'm going to go first. All right. Okay. Go ahead. I'll I need go, some time, too. I'll go second. No. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh, I, 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 you know, like I said before, I think this is a farewell tour for Brady, and they are not winning, and they're not looking great, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking Lamar Jackson might have a game for himself to, uh, Thursday night. Um, you know, you know might, Let me just yeah, <laughs> let, let me go. I think you need some more time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, last week I bet on Andy Dalton out of all quarterbacks <laughs> to persevere and help me be correct and keep my streak alive. However, I'm here to say I am starting a new streak. Uh, this streak will be flawless. It will be a winning streak and it will continue for the rest of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, this game is being played in Tampa. The greatest quarterback of all time is on the verge of not being in the top of his division. This is a must-win game for Brady. Therefore, I am going for Brady over Lamar Jackson. Mike Evans is going to have a great game. Brady will win. This team on a prime time, I have Brady. Um, I do not have the Bucks out of all teams. God damn. Um, uh, I have, have the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar is going to have a good game. Like I said earlier, the first two games, MVP season, like, last couple games were just kind of looking like Cooper Rush. I mean, you, know? you do want to mention the first two games. However, in the first two games, his record was a 1-1, one one, even though he had MVP numbers. You could have an MVP, uh, MVP game. Doesn't mean you'll win. Um, but no, Mark Andrews is questionable for this game. Um, so is Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Evans out. I mean, that's a good deal for the Ravens, and the Ravens are a better team than the Bucks. No. Thanks. All right. Well, I don't care what your opinion is. <laughs> I say the Ravens are better. Uh, I'm sorry. Your team <laughs> plays in New Jersey. And it's finally relevant for once, for the first time in 2009. So yes, if I were you, I would be I would be celebrating your six pity wins that are no longer gonna last. My team had a bye week, and my team is power rank number one the last time I checked. So I mean, let's cut me some slack. You guys want to do the Monday night game too? Monday night, I believe is it's the Bengals and the Browns. I'm going to say here, Joey B is going to Joey B. Joey, Joe Shiesty is going to pull away. Yes. Uh, primetime game. Uh, look forward to the Sunday night primetime game this week, as it is the Packers versus the Bills. Played in Monday Buffalo. Night. Monday night is Bengals and Browns. Browns all day. Packers are garbage. Um, but yeah. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Danny B. DJ Danny. I've come in for one second.
to listen to the most delusional take of all time. The first delusional take we're going to discuss is the fact that he thinks the Bills are a good team. Absolutely ridiculous. The Bills are poverty. Besides your defense, sure, your defense is good. Everything else is horrible. Let's get on to Sean's opinion about the Browns. The Browns are just... Why? In the words of Jay Cole, been more patient than a Browns fan. Where that chip at? I just can't think of a team uh, uh, like the Browns that I can rely on. And, and saying that the Browns are good is absolutely blasphemous, ladies and gentlemen. That's my take. Have a good day. That wraps up week seven.